0: Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast, where you can get the latest results, fantasy picks, and news every week in the NASCAR racing world. We just got one more spot left to fill, so let's give it to our host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers! What's up everybody, welcome to the back of the field, this is Vanilla Wafers and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Hope you guys are ready for this weekend as we are now in the second half of the 2022 Cup Series Playoffs as NASCAR makes the return to one of the most toughest racetracks on the schedule, the Charlotte Roval. This is obviously a high-stake race because the round of 12 will be reduced down to the round of 8 after this. So drivers who are currently below the cut line looking for a big race here this weekend or to obviously collect a victory. We will have a total of 11 out of those 12 playoff drivers competing in this race. Of course, you guys know the situation going on with the number 48 of Alex Bowman. As Alex Bowman, unfortunately, is going to sit out this race as well as he is still suffering from concussion-like symptoms. And will be forced to miss the race here at the Robo meaning he will be eliminated in the round of 12. But Hopefully we can see him at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. They are still not counting him out there and hopefully we see Kurt Busch actually get back here soon because he is once again off the entry list but he still says he's going to do whatever he can to finish out the 2022 season so we'll see but in the meantime those two drivers still sit out here going into the sixth race of the playoffs. Why don't we look a bit of racing news before we dive into our main fantasy picks here for this weekend. A big announcement coming from Colic Racing. I will first start off with with their x Series program. Then I'll talk about the Cup Series program because they just made their driver announcement and we have nothing but full-time drivers in each ride here in the x Series. As returning drivers will be the number 11. It will be Daniel Hemrick returning once again for a second year with the team. As well, in the number 10 machine, we got Landon Castle. Looks like his sponsorship woes is not going to be a situation that's going to affect him for his 2023 season as he is still signed on with Uh, colleague racing here in the x Fandy Series. But the number 16 car is going to have a brand new driver. In fact, it's going to be a driver running for the Rookie of the Year here in the x Fandy Series, racing currently in the Truck Series, moving on up. I am talking about Chandler Smith. The driver of the number 18 machine for Kyle Busch Motorsports is going to make the jump into the Xfinity Series here in the 2023 season, and he will be driving the number 16 machine. Big news here for a couple reasons. One of the biggest things is that Chandler Smith is a Toyota development driver, and it looks like he's not going to be staying with the Toyota program, as Colleague Racing is obviously a Chevrolet-ran team. The second biggest thing about this news is that Chandler Smith is making his way on over into the Xfinity Series. And after a few really good seasons down here in the Truck Series, I think this is the right move. And what better team to join than one of the most dominant teams down here in the x Fandy Series. Yes, maybe their results have fallen back just a little bit compared to last season. But you know what? You still have the number 16 of AJ Allmendiger. He's still doing incredible down here in the x Fandy Series, running for that championship. And this brings us to the third piece of this news. Where is AJ Allmendiger going to go? Is he going back part-time in the x Fandy Series? Actually, the quite opposite. As he will be moving up into the Cup Series for the 2023 season, he is once again driving full-time. It will be in the number 16 machine. As you guys are probably aware, the number 16 for Colic Racing has been ran by three different drivers, AJ almadiggerby being one of them. The other two drivers have been Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick. Well, that's not going to be the case anymore. They're not going to be sharing the ride. It will be AJ almadigger running the car full-time for 2023. I really like this for multiple reasons. AJ Almendiger has done an incredible job here in the Xfinity Series the past couple of years. I mean, running for a championship this year, he was in the Final Four last year, winning races left and right, and being competitive in the Cup Series as well in some of the races he runs there. At Circuit of the Americas, he was one of the final drivers to be there in the final lap to win that race, the Indianapolis Road Course Race. Unfortunately, he lost a lot of fluids during that race, and he was not able to finish near the top. I, th- I still believe he got a top 10, but even the year before that, when the team was running part-time, he was still able to collect a victory, so to see him move up into the Cup Series once again, I'm super excited for this, and he's going to be a big factor to make it into the playoffs. I mean, he's one of the best road course racers here in NASCAR's top three divisions. so that is a big announcement by Colleg Racing. And, of course, Justin Haley, driving the number 31 machine, will be returning to Colleg Racing in the 2023 season. Big announcements here from Colleg Racing, the two biggest ones being Chandler Smith moving on up into the Xfinity Series, and then AJ Almond going back full-time, Cup Series racing. Also a bit of news that came out here this week in the NASCAR racing world was big penalties after the Talladega race and this is with Stuart Haas Racing's number four machine of Kevin Harvick and his crew chief Rodney Childress as it looks like NASCAR has issued a L2 level penalty Wednesday to the number four team which results in in a 100 point penalty for both Kevin Harvick as well as the number four team in the owner points, and Rodney Childress is fined $100,000 and suspended from the next four Cup Series events. What in the world did they violate? You might be asking. Well, it looks like these were the two sections that they violated. Those two sections were 14.1 and 14.5. This means that the assembly as well as the body of the race car was modified in a way that was not race legal, leading to this hefty, and I mean really hefty penalty for the number four team. Now, going through social media, a lot of people are kind of pointing at this and saying that this is NASCAR kind of getting back at the number four team after Kevin Harvick made a statement while he was in the round of 16 due to the safety of these cars. Actually, it may have, it may have been Texas, now that I think about it. I think it was Texas when he made his statement. And then he goes to Talladega, his car goes to research and development, and he gets this hefty penalty. Now, this is a strong accusation from Kevin Harvick. He was the one who actually led this conspiracy theory because he said, seems strange, dot, dot, dot. And everyone was like, NASCAR's against the number four team. I don't think that's what really is going on here. It sounds like the team... Did a modification that is a big no-no. They haven't specified what it is exactly. Now, it looks like as of Friday, Stuart Haas Racing will be filing an appeal for this said penalty. So, we we'll just have to keep an eye on that. They haven't gotten an exact date for when the appeal process will start. But it should be coming in the next couple of weeks. Either way, though, as of right now, this penalty stands. If you're a Kevin Harvick fan right now, you're obviously not happy about this, and for Stuart Haas Racing as a whole, this is definitely going to affect the driver and team for the next few races, maybe even for the rest of the season. I know Rodney Childers is going to be returning back to the racetrack in the championship race, but as far as fantasy value goes and performance-wise, this team might get affected greatly After this penalty speaking of penalties, there was a big conversation going on with the appeal process and the number 24 team of William Byron as their appeal was heard on Thursday on whether or not the team was going to have the 25 point uh, penalty as well as the $50,000 fine, which has greatly affected Byron's chance of moving on into the next round. Well, it looks like they have closed out the appeal process and there's a change in the fine. And there's a change in the point penalty as NASCAR says that William Byron will now be fined $100,000 for the incident. However, there will be no loss of NASCAR Cup Series Championship team owner or driver points. You heard me correctly, the points penalty is now getting taken off. However, the fine is going to get doubled now, a lot of people are, have mixed opinions on this one. A lot of people are excited because now William Byron's back up to being 14 points above the cut line rather than being 11 points below. And some people are irate saying that NASCAR is being very biased towards uh, Henrik Motorsports, which I can see both sides. Here's the, what I got to say about this situation. The fact that William Byron got penalized uh, with this point penalty rather than getting black flagged in the race was already a big L by NASCAR. NASCAR should have nipped it in the butt right when it happened, but they didn't. In fact, they went the opposite and said, oh, we didn't see anything, which is obviously going to look really, really bad. And then the next day they give out this penalty. So NASCAR has just screwed this up. Horribly, they've screwed up this entire situation because they acted like they may have seen something, or if they didn't see something, they were still going to penalize them because someone uh, said something about it. it. It was just really, really bad. Now they go through the appeal process, which, by the way, is not the same team and group that hands out the penalties. This is a completely different group of people who listen to what the team and driver have to say about the penalty that's being handed down on them, and overall. No matter which way you look at this, this is a bad situation. Like I said, hopefully in the future, NASCAR is smarter about these calls because William Byron definitely deserved to get penalized here. Even though I'm a huge William Byron fan, I I know what's wrong, and that was clearly wrong by that 24 team. If he wanted to uh, talk to Denny Hamlin about the situation, he should have waited after the race or... Maybe at the very least give him a bump during caution but not take the dude out it was absolutely crazy even bumping him on caution should be sometimes a big no-no so it's just handled bad no matter which way you look at it but William Byron's not gonna be get that 25 point penalty so it now changes up. The way the cutoff line looks as now Daniel Suarez sits 12 points above the cut line in the 8th position and Austin Cedric now moves below the cut line 12 points behind. So it's going to be very interesting what happens here in the Charlotte Roval as you got William Byron in and Austin Cedric now out. Let's go back down to the Xfinity Series and talk about this bit of news as there's going to be a driver making their Xfinity Series debut at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I'm really excited about this one because I'm going to be at the race. But Haley Deegan, the full-time truck series driver for David Gill Racing, will be making her debut in the Xfinity Series driving the 07 machine for SS Greenlight Racing This is obviously very cool to hear as Haley Diggins has been one of the most talked about NASCAR drivers in the last couple of years. And to see her make the jump into the x fandy series for her debut is going to be really cool to see. I know it's been a struggle here this season. Her results have not been spectacular compared to a lot of other drivers trying to make their moves on up into the x Fany series, but Haley Deegan is still a very talented driver, so we shall see what she's able to do in the 07 machine. This 07 machine has been in victory lane before this year. I think it's going to be really tough for her to get that car into victory lane, but if she's able to do something like, say, get a top 20 here in this race, I will say that that is a successful debut for Haley Deegan. Her status for the 2023 season is still unknown at this time, but it looks like one thing's for sure. She's going to be at least doing her X-Fanity Series debut before the end of the 2022 season. And also a bit of news down here in the Truck Series. We might as well talk about this here real quickly. As David Gillen Racing will leave the manufacturer Ford and return back to Toyota's next season. This is some big news here as Kyle Busch Motorsports uh, made the announcement that they will be going from Toyota to Chevrolet after Kyle Busch made the announcement that he was going to Richard Childress Racing, so obviously something was going to change as far as the manufacturers went since Kyle Busch is no longer a Toyota racer, but to see David Gillen make the return back, this is going to be really cool to see as they could be going up to four trucks for the 2023 season. Two of those trucks will belong to the Gray Brothers as Tanner Gray and Taylor Gray will be making their returns to David Gilliland Racing. And it sounds like Corey Heim, who is a top Toyota prospect, will be filling in in one of the seats. And then the fourth truck will feature a mix of Toyota talent. This is why I said Haley Deegan looks to not be returning back to this team in the 2023 season. Again, we shall see where she shall go. But this is big for David Gilliland Racing as they are about to turn into one of the top teams down here in the truck series. They've been kind of like the fourth or fifth team compared to like Thor Sports, Kyle Busch Motorsports, GMS Racing. So to see them make this jump here and be one of the lead representatives of the Toyota camp, that's going to be really cool to see. So let's see what they can do. But it's confirmed that it looks like David Gillin Racing will be returning to Toyota's next season. And that was this week's news in the nascar racing world some big news here for some smaller teams in the lower divisions and also some big points indications for two drivers especially for kevin harvick who lost 100 points that will now probably put him back to the 16th position as far as driver and owner points go just absolutely crazy when that situation let's just say this if denny hamlin's car randomly gets chosen to go to research and development here for the Charlotte Roval, then I would be very suspicious of NASCAR, but man, looks like they were just caught doing something illegal, and they got a big-ass penalty for it. Now, let's move on to the most important thing that we always tune in for these Friday episodes, and that is our fancy picks. Which drivers do we want to go with here at Charlotte Roval, which probably is going to be one of the more chaotic races of the 2022 season. It's been a little hit and miss with the next-gen car at road courses, but one thing's for certain, Charlotte Roval will usually be chaos no matter which car is running on that racetrack. So we got some strong picks. We got some drivers who you might want to take a gamble on here this weekend, and then some drivers you'll want to hit the brakes on here at this road course race. Without further ado, this is our top fantasy picks for the Bank of America Roval 400. Alrighty guys, so you know how it works. We go through all 39 drivers on the entry list. We first start off with the top picks. These will be drivers that we think we can score the most points in fantasy, as well as be contenders for the victory. Then we go through the rest of the top 10 of fantasy picks. These guys usually fill up our 2nd through 5th spots on our fantasy roster. Then we'll go through 5 drivers you want to take a gamble on here this weekend. And then finally conclude with the remaining drivers on why we hit the brakes on them for this weekend. Let's first start off with an easy one that I think everyone's going to feel really comfortable. Comfortable with going with here this weekend. The number nine at Chase Elliott is still one of the strongest picks to go with when it comes to road courses, especially after coming out uh, off a big win at Talladega. He is looking really strong, and then his last few finishes at road courses have been pretty impressive. Walkings Glen, he finished fourth. He was a front runner at the Indy Road Course, unfortunately, got caught up in an incident near the end. Second at Road America, eighth at Sonoma, fourth at Circuit of the Americas, and he's also gotten two victories here at the Charlotte Roval. He is definitely a top tier contender. And you can also include the number five of Kyle Larson. Larson got a victory here in the most recent race at the Charlotte Roval where he led eight laps. And then he also has gotten a victory at Watkins Glen the last two times there. So he's definitely coming up as one of the better road course racers in the Cup Series right now. Usually when you look at five picks who people believe are going to win a road course race, Kyle Larson typically is always on those lists. And there's a good reason why he's been finishing up front recently at going into Henrik Motorsports number five machine. Machine, and I feel like he's going to be a good contender for this race once again. Now, a newer driver who's all of a sudden started to become a road course uh, master has been the number eight of Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick got a victory at the Indy Road Course and a victory at Road America, a seventh-place finish at Watkins Glen, and the last time we were here, he finished second. So there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be a front runner here in this race, contending for the victory. I don't know if he's going to be able to beat Henrik Motorsports, but I also said that I do believe in the Indy Road Course race. And sure enough, he was able to wind up in victory lane. So it's really hard to go against him here this late into the season. I mean, I just wish that Tyler Reddick was still in the playoffs because he definitely could be a contender to make it into the championship four. I really do believe that. But... Bad round of 16, it is what it is, but he's going for victories right now, and after quite a few impressive finishes here at road courses in the last few, he is definitely a front runner in this race. So those are our three top picks here for this weekend that we feel like will be the biggest contenders for the victory here at the Charlotte Roval. We got the number five of Kyle Larson, the number eight of Tyler Reddick, and the number nine of Chase Elliott. Alrighty, so those are probably the easiest ones to figure out. I mean, we all know that these drivers are going to be front runners, and I think almost every single team will have at least one of these drivers on their roster. Now we move on into the pretty good category. This will be the rest of the top 10. These drivers will be the difference makers from you finishing in the top half to finishing in the bottom half. So it's really smart to keep an eye on these drivers. I think the first one we got to include on here is a driver that not many people really expect when it comes to road courses. But when it comes to the Charlotte Roval, he's been doing really good. And that's the number 22 of Joey Logano. Joey Logano has finished in the top 10 in every single Charlotte Roval race. 7th, 2nd, 10th, and 10th. He's also led four laps in two of these races, which doesn't sound like a lot. But remember, we don't run that many laps in this race. And he's very consistent at scoring points here as well. I do believe um, he was able to win a stage or two here at the Charlotte Roval. And he's definitely someone that looks to be one of the more reliable people. I mean, with a racetrack as chaotic as this, you want somebody who has shown reliability in the past. And Joey Logano is that guy. So if you're looking for someone who could be in your third or fourth spot, I do believe the number 22 Joey Logano is a great pick here for this weekend. Let's include another Ford here. How about his partner, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney? Ryan Blaney is also in the same similar spot as Joey Logano, as in he has never finished outside the top 10 in this race. Oh, and by the way, let's look at how many laps led he has led in a few of these races. In the most recent one, he led 10 laps. Before that, 14 laps. The first race here, 16 laps. He also was able to sneak away with a victory, thanks to Jimmy Johnson and Martin Trex Jr. getting tangled up in the final two corners. So maybe I wouldn't put him as a driver that can be a contender for the victory, but I do see him in a spot similar to Joey Logano where you can rely on him to get a decent amount of points and fit quite comfortably in the middle of your fancy roster. Another driver to definitely look at here this weekend is going to be the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez showed that he has a lot of talent when it comes to road courses, and this is a very important race for him to see if he can move on into the round of eight. I can see it happening for this number 99 machine, and Daniel Suarez has had some pretty impressive finishes in the past when it comes to these types of races. Especially this year, Road America, he finished 5th. Sonoma with the victory. A 5th place finish at Watkins Glen. A 13th place finish last year here when Trackhouse Racing was still trying to figure things out. Definitely moving along in the right direction here for this number 99 machine. And Trackhouse Racing has done something where they haven't really been doing it for the last couple of months and that's getting both their cars in the top 10. They're going in the right direction. Now, I see Daniel Swarovski Suarez running around more in the 9th or 10th position. However, one thing I can see him doing here in this race is getting some stage points. One thing to always consider here at road courses is a lot of these drivers who we think are going to be top picks typically don't go for stage points. They're going for that victory. However, the situation that Daniel Suarez is in, he definitely wants to get as many stage points as possible, which is going to be a big factor when considering some of these drivers. So I would say he's going to probably be running around the 9th through 11th position, but If he can get some stage points for you, he's going to be scoring about 35 points, which is definitely going to be something really good for your roster. He's a pretty good driver to go with here this weekend, and I'd consider him a top 10 pick here for this weekend. Another driver who's right there up top is going to be the number two of Austin Cindrick. I can see him more as a number two or number three pick for a lot of teams, as he is definitely a driver who has more of a chance of finishing in the top five than some of the other drivers I mentioned. Most of these drivers drivers are kind of like solid top 10s. Austin Cedric's going to be right there in the mix there with Tyler Reddick and Chase Elliott. Although I don't think he's going to have the same amount of power as the Chevys do at road courses, he's still going to be right there around the top 5. And he's also in a situation where stage points mean an absolute ton for this number two team. He's trying to make his way in now that we have that situation with William Byron where he was able to get his points back after the penalty. He is now on the outside looking in. I do believe he's 12 points back. That would definitely change if he decides to stay out in one of those stages and score 9 to 10 stage points. That would completely change everything. And I think that's exactly what Austin Cedric's gonna try to do here this weekend. So if you see him running up front, he decides to stay out, then you can expect a lot of good points to come out of him. If he's able to do that and finish somewhere around in the top 5, you can almost get like 40 plus points from this number 2 machine. I'd say he's a good number 2, number 3 pick for this weekend. I would put him above his teammates, Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney. That's how comfortable I feel with putting Austin Cindrick on your fantasy roster here this weekend. And also, let's include another Ford. Man, it's just the Fords and Chevrolets. I mean, there's a reason why. Next one is the number 17 of Chris Busher. I still find it absolutely crazy that Chris Buescher has been this good at road courses I mean it's it's been insane Watkins Glen ninth place Indy road course the car caught on fire he's still finished in the top 10 Road America 6th Sonoma 2nd place and the last time we were here at the Charlotte Roble a 3rd place Finish Just great runs here by Chris Busher and once again I'd say it would be a safe bet to put him on on your fantasy roster. I feel like the momentum here for Roush Fenway Keselowski racing has been really strong at this point. I mean now you're seeing Brad Keselowski running near the top 10 along with that number 17 machine and what a time for them to start shining uh, near the end of the season when everyone is really paying attention. Christopher Busher is going to be doing really good in this race and is definitely a top 10 pick here for Fancy. All right, so two more spots left. Who do we want to fill up these two spots? I think one that's really safe to go with is going to be the number 24 of William Byron. Now, usually when it comes to road courses, maybe William Byron's not the most reliable one, but he does typically do a lot better when it comes to the Charlotte Roval. His last three finishes here have been 11th, 6th, and 6th, and maybe that wouldn't be the most ideal finishes, but look how many laps he has led in this race. 30 laps, 27 laps, 23 laps. Just great numbers here, almost at the same level as Chase Elliott. Actually, he has led more laps here at this race than Chase Elliott has had. So definitely a really good driver to consider here. He needs a nice, solid day. I don't think he's going to be pushing stuff too crazy, but he could be another one of those drivers who decides to stay out and try to score some stage points to make sure he stays above the cut line. I mean, hopefully he does stay out and score some stage points because that would be really, really beneficial to a lot of our fancy rosters. But you know what? I wouldn't have to stress too much about it because look how many laps he leads in these races. He's typically up front for the most part. He's a good, reliable pick to go with here this weekend. And then for the last spot here, I think we got to put the number one of Ross Chastain with his partner here in the pretty good category. Ross Chastain has gotten his first ever victory at a road course, which was earlier this year, a seventh place finish at Sonoma, a fourth place finish at Road America. Then things have kind of dropped off a little bit. However... It was during the time when track house racing kind of dropped off as a whole. Now they've come back. I know I've said this a couple times already, but it is important to consider that because if you think Daniel Suarez is going to run good in this race, this team is pretty consistent with both their cars. So expect the number one of Ross Chastain running near the front as well. Although he has not led any laps in this race in previous races, still with the fact that he's been running really good with the next-gen car at road courses, it's safe to consider Ross Chastain a good pick. If I had to pick one over the other, I would say Daniel Suarez because I don't think Ross Chastain is going to be focused too much on getting stage points. I think he's going to be focused on that final stage, finishing near the front. However, I'm not relying on stage points with this driver. I'm relying on a good final stage from Ross Chastain. If I had to compare him to anybody, I would say maybe slightly behind Joey Logano. I think Joey Logano is going to be more of running around the 6th and 7th position. And you're going to have Ross Chastain right there in the 7th, 8th position. Right around there, but not at the same level. But still, that's top 10 worthy and definitely a good driver to consider for a fantasy roster. So that's the top 10. We'll go from the lowest number on up, starting off with... The number one of Ross Chastain, the number two of Austin Sindrick, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney, number 17 of Chris Busher, number 22 of Joey Logano, the number 24 of William Byron, and the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. All right, so most of our team is set. Now we just got to fill up the final couple of spots here with some drivers you might want to take a gamble on here this weekend. Let's first start off with a driver that is going to be going for the victory. I know he is, and he's shown some pretty decent results here at some of the road course races in 2022. However, the Toyota camp has been struggling. Obviously, there's a Toyota driver, and I'm talking about the number 20 of Christopher Bell. Where he's sitting right now is is a must-win situation there's no other way to look at it so he's going to be going for the victory here I don't know if he's going to be looking too much at stage points right now because if he's in a situation where if he doesn't pit he's going to go back to 20th because everyone else is pitting then he's going to go down pit road as well he wants to make sure he sets himself up the best for the final round of the race so I wouldn't expect too much from stage points here and but I can expect him going as hard as he can to try to go for that victory if he's running in the fourth or third position you bet you he's gonna do everything he can to pass those final few spots to get the victory now he's definitely a risky driver and and a driver that's gonna be a big gamble but it could pay off if he can try to find his way towards victory lane and he's right there near the end Christopher Bell although super risky still worth the gamble here at the Charlotte Roval, Also, another driver worth the risk is the number 14 of Chris Busher. I wouldn't say Chris Busher is gonna be a driver that's going for a victory per se, and he's either gonna go for win or bus. But he is one of those drivers who has been running well at road courses this year, but can't seem to finish the race. Uh, Watkins Glenn, he finished 25th, even though he led seven laps. The Indianapolis Road Course, he finished 23rd, even after leading five laps. Road America, 14th, led four laps. Cota, he had a strong car in that race and then all of a sudden got caught up in an incident and was never able to recover. So he is a driver that you know is going to be running well. You just got to think to yourself, is he going to be able to finish the race? Chase Briscoe definitely has that road course talent, but something about the final round has been really unlucky for him, and that's why he's more of a gambly-worthy driver. He's going to be in that mix similar to Daniel Suarez, Austin Sendrick, as he's going to probably be trying to go for stage points, and he's going to be running right there in the mix with them. However, just that final stage does worry me. If you want to put him in the garage area and you got some other reliable drivers on your fantasy team, then it's worth taking a gamble on him. But if you got a lot of risky drivers that can pay big but also can let you down, Maybe Chase Briscoe's is not the best one to go with. Another driver to take a gamble on will be the number 16 of AJ Almendigger. I think a lot of people might be a little shocked by this just for the simple fact that they're just like, AJ Almendigger's is always a top contender for road courses. Why would we consider him more as a gamble? Well, let's be honest here. When it comes to AJ Allmendigger, he's either going to finish in the top 10 or he's going to finish outside the top 25. There's there's no in-between when it comes to AJ. I mean, just look at this year. A second place finish at Watkins Glen. Very good. Seventh place at the Indy Road Course. Then there's also a 19th place at Sonoma and a 33rd place at Circuit of the Americas. Now, granted, that Circuit of the Americas was running down to the final end, and he just got caught in the sand trap in the final couple of corners. But when you look at the Charlotte Roval, he's finished 38th and 7th. There's nothing in between for AJ Almenegger, so if you expect him to do really good here this weekend, especially after just making the announcement that he will be running full-time in the Cup Series next season, then yeah, take the gamble on him. But do keep in mind, he's one of those drivers who's either going to finish in the top 10 or he's really going to let you down. So two more drivers that are worthy to look at here this weekend that's kind of in the take a gamble category. Let's include Michael McDowell in the number 34. I, I Michael McDowell is almost a top 10 driver. I think he just barely missed it just for the simple fact that a lot of playoff drivers are going to be doing everything they can to finish near the front. So maybe that's why I didn't put him in the top 10. However, he's probably one of the more reliable drivers to rely on here this weekend as He has been finishing in the top 10 for most of the road courses here this year. His worst finish at a road course this year has been a 13th place finish. I feel very comfortable with that. The only race he hasn't finished in the top 10 that's a road course has been the Charlotte Roval. 16th place finish, 12th place finish, 18th place finish. So he's been right there in the mix, just not quite being able to break through for that top 10. However, this is a completely different year for Front Row Motorsports. They're making steps in the right direction, and I feel like he's gonna be running around that 10th through 12th position. So definitely a good driver to have in that sixth spot. I wouldn't say he's more of a riskier driver. I would just say he's more of that driver you wanna put in that spot. In case you have another driver who feels a little bit more riskier that could get caught up in something, he'll be a good driver to step in and get you a comfortable 25 or so points near the end. Alrighty, one more spot. Who are we going to rely on here as a final driver to take a gamble on? I think let's do a fun one. Let's do a really fun one. You know who I never put here in these mixes is Substitute Drivers. You know who would have been a really good pick to go with here this week and would have been Alex Bowman in the number 48 machine. I think he has finished in the top five the last two races here at the Charlotte Roval, and he typically shows that he is very consistent when it comes to this particular road course. Why don't we include a substitute driver, Noah Gregson? Now, this is kind of crazy. I, I, I know. I bet a lot of people are just like, I don't know, man. I, I You've always said not to rely on substitute drivers. Well, it's I hate to say it, but... Look at his records here in the x Series. Out of all the road courses he has ran in the last couple of years, and we got almost about 15 road course races here, he's only finished outside the top 10 two different times. And those two different times, he had a very decent car. He was running near the front. Just something happened, and those were at Mid-Ohio and Circuit of the Americas. Here at the Charlotte Roval in the x Series, he was able to finish 6th, 2nd, and 5th. And this year, 4th. At Watkins Glen, 10th at the Indy Road Course, 8th at Road America, 5th at Portland, 4th at Circuit of the Americas. Th- these are just some great finishes, and the 48 team knows how to get around this track and knows how to set up a good car. So I think Noah Gregson could pot- uh, potentially do really good here in this race. I wouldn't expect greatness. But hey, if you're able to get a top 10 from him, what a great way to rest some of your drivers here for the round of eight. For a driver who's just substituting in that's not running the full races, he's similar to AJ Allmendinger where there's only like one or two races you're truly going to use Noah Gregson if if even he's going to be running any more races here in the number 48 machine after this week. So I, I think that's a good pick to go with. I think he's worth the gamble right there. He's definitely a riskier gamble because you never know with substitute drivers, But if you see him um, finishing in the top 10, then by all means, throw him in on your fantasy roster. I don't think he's going to disappoint you here at the Charlotte Roval. So those are the five drivers you want to take a gamble on here this weekend. We'll go by the lowest number again to the highest. We'll first start off with the number 14 of Chase Briscoe, the number 16 of A.J. Almendiger, Then we got the number 20 of Christopher Bell, the number 34 of Michael McDowell, and finally, the number 48 of Noah Gregson. And that ladies and gentlemen will be the 15 drivers that you want to include on your fantasy roster I think this is going to be a pretty good list to go with here you got a lot of drivers here both in the playoffs as well as outside the playoffs that will really help you out so hopefully that variety works out well for you and you got many options to go with now let's look at the other 24 drivers who were not able to make it onto the fantasy roster who were going to be hitting the brakes on here this weekend first one being the number three of Austin Dillon I mean his best finish here at the Charlotte Roval has been a 19 19- place finish and also he's only gotten one top 10 at a road course in his entire career yeah I don't really feel too comfortable about that Kevin Harvick we've heard about the problems he's having here as far as losing his crew chief and then that 100 point fine. that's always really hard to come back from and then you're looking at his finishes here at the road courses recently a fourth place finish at Sonoma but other than that nothing that really catches the eye it's best to sit him out here this weekend the number six of brad keselowski you never see him as a road course driver he's got one top 10 in the last couple of years when it comes to road courses and that was at sonoma Don't feel too comfortable starting him this weekend. The number seven of Corey LaJoy hasn't even gotten a top 15 finish yet at a road course. Moving on. Then the number 10 of Eric Amarola. I think his finishes are slightly getting better, but not to the point where we could really consider him a fancy value. And definitely not at road courses where his best finish in the last two years at a road course was a 14th place. Yeah, no thank you on that one. Then after that is the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. I don't think you can trust Toyotas hardly, except for Christopher Bell. That's like the only one you can really trust. Look at Denny Hamlin's finishes at road courses here this year. 20th place, 14th place, 17th place, 31st, 18th, not even close to being valuable in fantasy. There's plenty of other races to rely on him in the final uh, few races afterwards. So yeah, bench him, save him for some later races. Then we got the number 15 of Joey Han. I like when Joey Han led some laps at the road course at Indianapolis, but he's only gotten one top 20. It's not a safe bet to rely on that number 15 machine. The number 18 of Kyle Busch has had more bad luck than anyone else times three. So something's probably going to happen to him in this race. He's going to be caught up in four wrecks and he was already out by wreck number two. He's just going to get into more wrecks while he's in the garage area. That's what you can expect from number 18 machine at this point. Martin Trex Jr. not really showing too much much of value and fantasy when it comes to road courses. Only one top 10 this year. I would have never really expected that. Yep, let's sit him out for now. Then we got the number 21 of Harrison Burton. Great that he was able to get a top three finish at Indianapolis, but other than that, a 17th place finish at Coda. All the other finishes outside the top 20. Not feeling too hot about that. Then we got the number 23 of Ty Gibbs. He's kind of struggling right now in the Cup Series. I mean, granted, he's a rookie who's stepping in, filling in for a driver. And he's also focusing on the Xfinity Series right now to move on into the next round of the playoffs. So I don't think he's going to really have too much of a focus here in the Cup Series race. Moving on. Then we have Daniel Kavat. I think I may have messed up his name in the number 26 machine. Both his finishes have been 36 in the races that he has been a part of uh, this year. Yep. Uh, what more do I need to say his teammate the number 27 Heselmans, uh, his finishes have been 33rd or worse hey, moving on then we got the number 31 of Justin Haley, Justin Haley starting to show some minor improvements especially after an impressive run at Texas at road courses though only one top 10 and again Indy road course all the other finishes 12th or worse not feeling too comfortable with that then we got the number 38 of Todd Gillen once again good finish at the Indianapolis road course other than that he's been kind of struggling. Here at the road courses in the cup series the number 41 of Cole Custer making steps in the right direction I will give him that he was struggling quite a bit lately in that number 41 machine But he is slowly but surely making steps in the right direction If you want to take a gamble on him by all means go ahead But an 18th place finish and 9th place finish not feeling too comfortable He's right there on the outside to take a gamble on here this weekend Ty Dillon is next in the 42 machine, best finish being a 15th place. Moving on, Eric Jones. Eric Jones is kind of in the similar spot as Cole Custer where he could be worth a shot to take a gamble on, but there's so many other drivers who are better at taking a gamble on here this weekend. He could get a good finish, but there's also an equal opportunity where he finishes 15th or worse, and I really don't feel too comfortable with that. Bubba Wallace in the number 45 machine, just not a road course racer. One top 10 at a road course. Can you guess which one it was? Yeah, it's the Indianapolis road course. Other than that, 13th or worse. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the number 47. He's never gotten a top 10 here at a road course in the last few years, so yeah, we're not feeling too comfortable with that. Connor Daly will make his debut here in the Cup Series in the number 50 machine, which is great, but I never really want to trust a driver making his debut, so we will move on from that. The number 51, is J.J. Yaley substitute driver, and also it's a shame that Cody Ware is not going to be running here in this race due to his foot still swelling and trying to heal. Obviously, this race is going to rely a lot on your feet, and it's best to have someone like J.J. Yaley in the car so they can perform at their highest. Unfortunately for J.J. Yaley, I don't feel too confident in him. We're sitting uh, the 51 team out. The number 77 of Mike Rockenfeller finished 30th in the Watkins Glen race. And then finally, we have the number 78 of Josh Williams. His goal is to finish in the top 25, similar to what he was able to do at the Indianapolis Road Course. Even in the x Series, he does have a hard time trying to get a top 10. He's only got one top 10 in the x Series, and that was at Mid-Ohio. So starting from Austin Dillon all the way up to the number 78 of Josh Williams, we are going to be hitting the brakes on these 24 drivers. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was every single driver on the entry list here for this Cup Series race in the Bank of America Roval 400. That will conclude our fantasy picks here for this weekend at the Charlotte Roval. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This race should be a very interesting one. I think you're going to see a lot of chaos. With it being the final race of the round of 12, it has provided some really good stories going into it. I remember last year the biggest story was between Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott, and that was super fun to watch. I feel like something similar will happen here again this weekend. Let's just hope it's not with the number 24 car because I will be really sad if William Byron does get eliminated here in the round round of 12 even after winning that appeal if he gets eliminated that is going to suck but uh (laughs) make sure to tune into that race it will be on Sunday October 9th at 2 p.m eastern again remember they're not running on the USA network anymore for the rest of the season it will all be on NBC if you do want to follow me on social media you can do so on youtube at vanilla wafer we're getting a lot of traction there we are almost at 2,000 subscribers that is awesome just for the simple fact that i just barely started posting videos on here Probably at the beginning of the years when I truly started to focus on making more YouTube videos. I just posted a video called the Talladega Wind That Ruined a Career involving around Brandon Brown and the incident that happened last year. Got a lot of traction. If you guys haven't seen it yet, make sure to check that out. That was a really fun video to make. If you also want to follow me on other social medias, you can do so at TikTok where I post mostly NASCAR trivia as well as NASCAR therapy sessions, kind of comedic look at the most recent race that uh, NASCAR was at. It's been a lot of fun posting those videos as well. And it looks like a lot of people do enjoy them. Or if you want to talk to me during the race, you can do so on Twitter at TylerV33. I'm starting to get a lot more people messaging me on there, so I do appreciate that. It's always fun to hear your guys' opinion about the race or uh, just asking me questions. It's always a lot of fun. So again, it's at Twitter at Tyler V33. You can also look me up at Vanilla Wafers or NASCAR Field Filler. I pop up either way. And one last thing I want to mention next week will be a little bit interesting with the scheduling because I will be going to Las Vegas Motor Speedway for that race. I am super excited about that. I did not think I was going to be going to another NASCAR Cup race here this season, but I will be going to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Super excited to see the round of eight and also excited to see Haley deegan run her x series debut just a lot of fun stuff coming up here shortly uh will it affect the scheduling as far as fantasy picks go maybe a day earlier i will post that video but don't worry i am not skipping it here this coming up weekend most importantly guys is thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest i have been able to fill out the last few remaining minutes of your time so i'm gonna take the car and pull it right on into pit road collect my last place winnings and i am out so you all take care this is Ben. The Field Filler Podcast.